You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, this may or may not devolve into like a Biakia-based TED Talk later. <laughs> yeah, I'm it. all for it. Welcome back to Bleach Boys. We're talking episode 19, the Rukia Bankai episode. We all know what's coming. It was a fantastic, beautiful, well-animated um I wish they would use a different soundtrack for the ending, but I mean that's okay, dude. Um, I thought the same exact thing. Yeah, you know what? If we had the original ending, well, like I mean, hey, fucking Ranji gets his own song, and then like, what do they do for Rukia? Here, here's the ending song. It's because they knew what Enjoy. they they knew what they did at Ranji. They're I, like, you get ten minutes, Rukia yes. gets a full twenty. I am a sucker though for animes when they are doing a scene with the end credits rolling on top yep. of it. I'm like this, you always know it's drama. You always know it's drama. It's when so it's good, and it it felt so much like the old school anime like the hero gets the kill with the theme song in the background yeah yep. yep and i feel like you know like oh, okay we had to go so long in this episode that we cut into the ending and then it's like oh nice like yeah, that's a, that's a real that's shit all, yeah. yeah back to the beginning of the episode we kick it off at the royal palace we see all the squad zero each goes new drip which looks incredible. He looks really, really good. I fucking love it. I didn't think we were going to see the lad. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be the end credit scene for this episode. I thought that, but I was surprised when we started there. Um, In the trailer for Bleach Thousand Blood War Season 2, they show that drip, that new outfit. Did not have all the little markings on the green scarf originally. All so like they the, went the, back the in and made it even more yeah. in depth. It was. I was like, damn, he looks good. In the part when he jumps down and he pulls the thing up over his face, I'm like, he looks even better. I he thought looks, that was so badass. He I'm looks like, really cool. I don't cool. remember him doing that. I didn't think we were going to see him for like another three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah, I same. guess I, I found this out after watching the episode that that scene had already happened in the manga by this time. Is that correct? Yeah, we'll get there. I wrote that in notes. Okay, okay. okay so we'll go into that a little bit further. But there's a whole bunch of back and forth that kind of happens real right off the bat that I have a couple questions about. Um, one, the spiral staircase is fucking stupid. I don't, I don't get that at all. Takes that, him what? They and, said a week or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that whole thing says it's going to take him a week if he does flash steps. They said they would send him in the tinshurin, I guess is how you pronounce that, but they just can't casually be going down all the time. Excuse me? Like, the, okay, like, is it, this is a time of war? Well, why? Is there an answer to that, Pythes? I don't think so. I would like to believe that they forgot to like pay Kukaku for the rights. <laughs> and so she's like, no, you don't get it till you pay me. Yeah, it just that seemed like so strange to me because it's already been shown that there's a way for them to go bumfuck down there almost instantly. Like that's already been established. And then we saw both Rukia and Renji also plummeting down. So I assume the staircase doesn't go all the way down to the Soul Society. Maybe it just pops the bubble. I guess. I think it's just it, it pierces the layer. Yeah, it just seems like a bunch of nonsense to me. Like when they were talking about it, I was like, yeah, all right. I mean, sure, whatever. And I, I get the feeling also they were kind of ribbing each other. Like, oh, yeah. this is going to be really funny. Like, let's see what he says. But then he's like, nah, it's all cool. You know, I'll, I'll get down there. I just want to, you know, get there before their attack begins. And that's when Ichibe breaks the news where uh, it already began three hours ago. Yep. So the invasion has been going cool. for three hours, which does not feel like that long. Because especially you feel like Dungeons and Dragons rules, you know, oh, it's like God. a rule of combat is six seconds or something like that or turn. It, it I guess it's a more long, drawn-out war than what we're getting because we haven't even gotten three hours of the second anime or the second season, have we? Like, if we take all the scenes as a whole? Uh, I. This is episode six, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're it, at it's, two. Yeah, we're close enough. Two oh, yeah, we're, two we're, we're two Off an hour. Change. All right. So Ichigo's like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's like, I'll be down there in half a day is what he says. 
and then Ichigo immediately jumps down after finding out that it's already began three hours ago. And Kirio fucking throws a rice ball down at him as he's speeding down. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what an arm! What an arm! It's like she's not fucking around when she threw that. I was like, he was already going fast as fuck. And then we get the conversation after the fact where Squad Zero is noting that he has changed, and Ichigo comments that he's become a true Soul Reaper. Which, you know, take that as what you will. True Bankai, true Shikai, true Soul Reaper now. Everybody's getting a true. We'll get to that later. Okay. Okay, okay. cool, cool, cool. So he calls her a heart on his way down because they're just best of buds. And he says it's going to take him a little bit to return. And he tells her a heart just to hang on until he gets there because he'll handle it. He'll handle it from there. Just just wait. I like that. It, he hits him up and he's like, hey, man, you know, not to be cocky, but I got this. Just yeah. wait for me. Yeah, which is badass. Like Ichigo, and I, I feel like Ichigo wasn't saying it from a place of like, yeah, I'm about to fuck these guys up with my new transformation. She's just like, I got it. Like yeah, the, genuine. Yeah. Just I got this. Dude. He Don't knows. Worry. He knows, dude. And then he does note that Urahari, because Urahari's kind of like, cool, got it. And Ichigo immediately notes like, oh, you didn't give me an update on like how things were going. So I took that as Ichigo kind of being like, that's probably not a good sign. You yeah, know, like that, yeah. Kind of got a haul ass down there. He's thinking again. Remember? We yeah, said that that yeah, was his thing yeah. This, he's uh, a thinking boy this time. He yeah. really is. And that's when we see Ichigo, you know, pull the little mask up above his face, and he looks fucking incredible as always. So we go to the opening credits now at this point, and we go straight back to the end credits of the previous episode where we see Jugram telling Uryu to follow him, and this is where we get the execution scene, which was graphic as hell. It gruesome. Really, straight. really graphic and really, really loud, by the way. Uh, that splat noise about blew my goddamn eardrums out. <laughs> so we see BG9 and Kang Do. They're tied up for public execution. Jugram goes to slash Kang Do, which is something we talked about previously. We find out he has iron skin, mm-hmm. which would have been something pretty helpful had he not fought fucking Hitsugaya, the one guy that could have just countered that. So Jugram says that he is lucky to have blocked the sword of judgment. However, the life that was spared by his good fortune will now be removed with the same amount of misfortune. That's where we see a little peek into like what Jugram could possibly do with a big ass scale tipping behind him. And King Dude looks fucking shook the moment yep. he starts seeing that scale. He's like, he's, I know you could see it. He starts having a goddamn meltdown. And then that's when we get the huge explosion of blood and the loudest sound in the world as we see King Dude's head is now off of his body and followed quickly by BG Knight. I'm like, holy shit. Did you see when they were wheeling them out? Yeah, the gruesome, dog. Like, gruesome. Damn. And then Jukrim basically explains that upon death, all those that were given his majesty's soul will have their powers absorbed by his majesty. And that includes all of their knowledge and skills that they've possessed. Whoa. So basically, here's what I'm saying. For, here's what I'm saying for you, right? Here's a good idea. We find Bruce Lee. We give Bruce <laughs> Lee a little bit of Yuha's blood. Then when he dies, he will get all of Bruce Lee's skills. We're just going to hear the what? Yeah, he's all of a sudden an MMA master, like, you know, whatever, kung fu fighting master. Then he goes around and just starts picking people. T- oh, top dogs all the way across smart, the board. Man. He's smart thinkers. What's Stephen Hawking doing? I bet he likes some Yuha blood. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> He'll be able to walk again. Yeah, you could really get some folks out there with this one. Yeah. Yep. And imagine you get Stephen Hawking's brain after he dies, his intellect, his I knowledge. I wonder if you get, like, a headache when you get that brain power. You're just like, shit. Yeah. It's got a probably pretty similar to Brain Blast for Jimmy Neutron. So. Yep. But you all could be using this much better to his advantage. And this is where we find out that there is some sort of alter motive, alternative motive going on. Because we're talking about all this fun that he could be having. And Jurgen says that his majesty's true goal is not in the soul society. And it's up to him to decide what exactly his goal is. But this is where we learn that his majesty must continue to fight and absorb souls or else. And then mouse talking. We don't get to find yep. out what that is. So there could be some contingent where basically now you is like forced to. He has to do this over and over and over and over. Oh, and over. my God. It's come full circle, guys. He's the original bound. Yep. 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 I'm not going to say they cut anything because I think they're moving it to later. But there was a shit ton of Yuha flashback that should have happened by now. Mm. And that they have not talked about. Okay. Interesting. Maybe we're going to get some fat ass info dump. Like just a big ass Yuha flashback. One of the episode. episodes is going to be all Yuha. I'd be down for that. Yeah. I could see them doing that for sure, especially if we get all the way up to the Ichibe fight. I could see them shoehorning that right in there right before that. Damn, that's going to be sick. Yeah, it's really cool. And then he also does make a nod to Uru, basically saying, like, you did drink his blood, so now you two are stuck. Like, like you cannot escape this. Yep. And we see Rukia now. She's kind of hopping around the Soul Society, and she is making a note that she can't sense much spiritual pressure from any of the other Soul Reapers, and probably a sign that nothing is going all that good. And she says, because of that, it might be a good idea for her to just go back to Ranji. Like, which is also thinking woman. It's like, if you can't sense anything, it's like, you know what? 
Let me go get Renji. We'll just go around to the squad. We'll we'll wipe the floor. Go together. People. And then Buddy we see system. a uh, a random hand all of a sudden grab her, and we hear Asna's voice whisper in her ear. Do you were you guys wearing headset? A headset when you guys were listening to this? No, I I was just watching it on my TV. But yeah. damn. That was ASMR shit right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It went right into your ear. I was, I was like, holy Ooh. shit. I was like, that was nice. Uh, they did a really – everything with ass not – well, fantastic. Really, really – they did a good job. It was perfect. Yeah. So we get this, that spooky little scene right there, and then we get the reveal that Asna is there. And he's pretty pissed off that he doesn't have Sinbon Zakr anymore. He's pretty tilted over yeah, that. Yeah, I'm lonely. Yeah. He lonely. wants – he's like, where is it? Where like give me my fucking Zimbabwe soccer? You said up like where's Biakia? Like yep. come on, like send him back down here. And this is where we get the exchange where he's kind of talking with Rukin. He's like, you think that like you know if I kill you, he'll come down here? Like I how like am that. I gonna get this exchange to happen? Man knows what he wants. Yeah, he's a he's a man. He knows what he wants. He's gonna take what he wants, even if that means killing Rukia. It's not that big of a deal. So Rukia does Sori no Shirayuki here, and she uses that to create an ice wall, which I thought was like all right, good usage. Good usage. We're already pumping it up. We're not stuck to the same two moves that she's done the rest of the anime. So. As not notes that it is useless for her to use that ice because fear can't be blocked by ice. And that's when we see the purple poison stuff kind of seep through this ice wall that she's made and touch Rukia's hand. And Rukia notes like, oh, well, this is fear. And then he asks, she asks as not what is his fear? Potentially, it's the fact that his fear having no effect is his fear. And Rukia says that if you don't believe it, go ahead and point those spears at me once more. And she says this is the true Soda no Shiryuki, and she's just going to fucking eat a couple of those spears get thrown right at her. So Asnot obliges, of course, shoots them right at Rukia, and she catches them just straight up. Just like What a fucking yeah. badass, though. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no no biggie, no biggie. And she says it just takes her a while for her to be able to draw out her Zanpakuto's true power. So that's why the original one, she kind of had to dodge. She had to use the ice wall. You know, it takes her a, se- a second to get used to it. And Asnot is basically like, yeah, so what? Like, you, like I said, it can't be stopped by ice. The slightest skin contact allows it to dissolve and seep in. It can never be blocked ever. And then we get a fat-ass speech about what is fear, all things, and seems to avoid death, which, in other words, is fear. As long as you're alive, fear will always have an effect. la di da di da di da da which is really well done, by the way. Not la di da di da But we get it. Shit. Fear but is in everything. Yeah, That's I understand that. Not. Thank you. I didn't come for the lecture. So Rukia is basically, yeah, I understand, like, you know, as long as you're alive, fear is going to have an effect. That's why it's not going to have an effect on me. I'm not alive right now. And so it turns out that Sode no Shuryuki is not a Zanpakuto that emits freezing air from its tip like she thought it was. It is instead one that lowers the body temperature of its uh, possessor to below freezing. And she says that all that comes into contact with it freezes over. And the blade that she's holding is nothing more than something to extend the range of its freezing. So as not at this point is in denial. And he says that that's not possible because if that was the case, your bodily functions would cease to, well, your bodily functions would cease to function for lack of a better word. And Rukia says that by controlling her own reishi, she's gained the ability to temporarily kill her body. So all molecular movement within her body has ceased. And even the feet that are the fear that has seeped into her has lost its effect the moment it touched her body. And that's when we see Rukia start to hop into action here and find out that she's a fucking badass all of a sudden. She jumps forward and takes out a fucking chunk of Asna's shoulder. And she's negative 18 degrees Celsius where blood freezes. So literally the chunk is frozen and there's no blood coming out. Incredibly well done. Then we get negative 50 degrees Celsius where the water in the ground underneath her starts to freeze, causing an ice quake similar to Yamamoto. Mm-hmm, Very similar mm-hmm. to Yamamoto. We get negative 273.15 degrees, which is apparently absolute zero. And she's only able to function at this temperature for four seconds as she jumps again and just completely freezes ass down at this point. And then she begins slowly counting down back to her regular temperature. And she notes here that she has to take her time in doing it to prevent her body from breaking down. And we see her finger get a little cut on there. And that's when we find out that she probably went just a little bit past four seconds, which you really got to think if you flash forward to the adult Rukia in the series Rukia, she's probably pretty she's fucking, a fucking broken. beast, right? Yeah, she's probably pretty broken. If she could save that past four seconds. I mean, you seen her Bonkai in a BBS and she's jumping around while using it. Yeah. 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 So I, I have I have a technical question and this is more. Um, we're going to spoil some stuff later. This goes more towards Hitsugai versus Rukia's Bonkai. This is a tales old as fucking time. So, and Pythes, is really your question, Jose. You probably have some knowledge on this, too. Mm-hmm. Hitsukaya's Bankai is referred to as the strongest ice-type Zanpakuto. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rukia's Sodane Shuryuki is the most beautiful ice Zanpakuto. Yeah. So, Rukia's freezes everything instantly. Like, especially her Bankai. Just like, boom. Fucking done. What is the difference of that effect versus Hitsugaya's actual Bankai, where he goes, like, adult version? Hitsugaya's is um, like weather control, isn't it? Yeah, it's weather. So 
if the two, well, here's what I'm saying. If the two were to do their freezing at the same time, would it just be the same effect across the board? I'm imagining Rukia's would be colder, but Hitsugaya's would be stronger and have a wider radius of effect. Okay, so maybe Hitsugaya can produce more of it where Rukia can go colder? Well, I mean, even in, like, the Arankar arc, he's, like, freezing tentacles from water. He's ca- he's calling shit down from the sky. Yeah. Like, Rukia's is focused on her, and it's It emits from shit. her, right? Yeah, and it's it's freezing her temperature which freezes other things hits you guys is just straight up ice control okay so it's almost like hits can create ice from nothing whereas in rukia is created from her yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. that sounds about right that's about right yeah that kind of how pissed would you be if that was yours and hit somebody's walking around being able to create ice whenever the fuck you want <laughs> i would be so tilted that's like a pokemon situation yeah where like fucking rukia went first and was like oh my god i want that ice one and then gary hits a guy comes walking behind picks the better like, one i'm gonna take that ice one and it's like oh thanks grandpa mine's the strongest one thanks and then like <laughs> dude what the fuck and also at in the series they're both captains so now we have two oh, captains yeah, that are ice based like what we put all of our marbles into one bag well i mean What's his name? Ishin had like a fire. He had a fire Zanpak toe when he was. And we have the old guard. man Yama. Yeah, True. Yama so True. they can double up. But I mean, isn't, I don't know, is, I guess it's a similar situation where Ishin's is more based on his blood, right? Yeah, it's, it's burn yeah. in Getsu and Yamamoto's is fuck you. <laughs> Both good points. Like okay, I guess we just double today. up on the elements. How come we don't really have anybody that's wind based? Soifon. Ah, but I mean, yeah. it's not her Zanpakuto. Yeah, that, that's her. That's her Shunko or Shunpo, whatever it's called. That seems like a hole in the market, though, huh? You want hey, the Avatar hey. to come in? Well, I'm just saying, if we're, if we're going by based off of elements, <laughs> it seems like it'd be pretty obvious to do a wind one. I mean, true, because I mean, we got uh, well, R.I.P. Our boy, Lightning yeah, user. Yeah lightning the purple lightning the purple lightning to be specific you know who else was able to use lightning the oroichi karia jen karia oh, <laughs> my boy fight these nose dog. my boy karia yep. is so cool fuck you fight me yeah yeah i mean hey he was designed by kubo so you cannot get mad at the design uh, at the very least he's also based on kensei apparently sam yeah, yeah. you saw that you saw that. let's go <laughs> I retweeted that shit. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it is what it is, dog. If you're not following our Twitter, you're missing out. That's all I got to say. You're missing out on half the content. So back to the episode. Um, Let's see. Basically, Rukia is counting down back to her regular temperatures, we were saying. And just as she gets done counting, we all of a sudden see a very scary flash of Asnot appear out of nowhere. And he starts his little uh, spiel again. He says, fear. You call this fear. And this is where we see a flashback of Asnot where he's in the hospital. He's looking horrible. He's not having a good time. And he is saying how agonizing just breathing is. And this is where I realized, by the way, we might have talked about this before. I have fucking dementia boomer brain. That's Kirito's voice actor. That is fucking Kirito from Sword Art. Oh my that, God! That Thank is, you. I was that is trying Kirito's to remember voice this actor, whole dog. time, the whole fucking time. I was what like, was not until he talked regularly in the hospital. Like, oh my God! Yeah, like that's fucking yeah. Kirito's voice actor. And I, have I don't no clue what uh, sub Kirito sounds like. That uh, it, as not Just in the like hospital, right there. That's that is literally you could take that voice, put in the Sword Art. That's Kirito. That's the Japanese version of Kirito. I, I guess I have to believe you. <laughs> I ain't telling no lies here, but I'm just saying, shocking the revelation for me, which I got to give credit. Hey, great voice actor at that point. I mean, great, oh, great yeah, voice actor. He went ape shit this episode. It's really like, good. Uh, what's his name? Nanami's uh, voice actor. He's in a bunch of other stuff. He's uh, Overhaul. Oh, yeah. But his, I feel like that voice, it's more unique. The evil villain voice, yeah. you know, where it's like he's kind of the same ish voice. If I had not heard ass not in the fucking hospital, never yeah. in a million I mean, yeah, years would I have gone, that's Kirito. That's Kirito. I would not have noticed that. Which Kirito? Kirito from Sword Art Online or Kirito Uchiha from our boys fan fiction? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, I mean, well, they're kind of the same character, probably a little bit of an off branch. So I, I'm sure I'm, I would imagine they're probably voiced by the same voice actor. I'll have to get back to you on that, Pythes, and I'll get a ruling from Kage on that, okay? Yeah, shout out to Kage. Mm-hmm. So Asnot is wondering if heaven is a place where you could breathe easy and if hell is a place where maybe agonizing, uh, an even more agonizing place to breathe than where he is already. And that's when we see Yuha here and he says, you've survived. I shall bestow a power onto you, which is eerily looking like the Evangelion scene in the hospital. So oh, not, the flashbacks. Not, not that great. 
Asnot begins to crack out of his frozen body now in the current time, literally ripping the skin off of his face. Gruesome. I yeah, thought it was super really cool, gruesome. though. I, I really was excited for this. Cause yeah, yeah. Kubo never really does horror, mm-hmm. so this was an interesting They did take. a really yeah. good job adapting it to. Really, really good job. And he says that the only thing he has to fear is being rebuked by his majesty. And this is where his eyes become like the fucking Quincy Cross as they start to roll back into his goddamn head, and he activates his Volstanic. Um, and he becomes some spooky-ass uh, zombie-looking yeah, shit. Rips his yeah, chest just, open and Real gnarly, you know, and And it's Tatar Forest. I don't know if I butchered that or not, but Rukia doesn't miss a fucking beat and jumps towards him, and she's just, like, unable to hit him with every slash that she does. And he says, it's impossible. You can't reach me because you have cold feet. And he says, the cells Uh in your body may Uh be inactive at below freezing temperatures, but your nerves are still active. So Tatar Forest instills fears in you through your optic nerves, through the eyes. So you make eye contact with him. You become scared. And this is where we see Rukia suddenly get surrounded by like a wall of his eyes. And she attempts to close her eyes. Classic. She tried to do mask masculine. Reverse <gasps> Uno card. Didn't work. And we see she has a vision of Orhime, Byakia, and Ichigo all like right next to each other as they start to decompose. Similar thing to what Byakia saw. And a swarm flies begin to take over Rukia's body. She fucking screams. And that's when Byakia returns, you know. The boy makes his return. Big he just bro cuts mode. the whole fucking wall of eyes in half. Nisama. Yeah. We love Byakia here. And Asnod is like so excited. Yeah. He's like, let's go. His let's go. Little, like the way his eyes just go weep into yeah. the little U shapes. I was like, my He's God. He's so happy to see Byakia again. And he basically starts trash talking Byakia. He's like, hey, like, how are your innards doing that I got a job? Yeah. Like, I bet you're pretty I bet hungry. You're hungry. Huh? <laughs> I pulled your stomach out. What's up, dog? I'm like, damn. This is like, like elementary school trash talk. Like, come at me. He's trying to bait Byakia. Hey, hard. I hate. I fucked your mom. Yeah, this is exactly what it is. And so Rukia at this point tries to warn Byakia to not make eye contact with him. But, I mean, way too late of a fucking warning to begin with. Like, I'd be pissed if I ended up falling into that. And so he begins to summon. And I have a question. I don't really know. He summons eyes towards him. I don't know if it was part of Asnod's body. If it was part of, like, stomachs that he's making fun of Byakia with and start flying towards him. What was that? A big spooky thing. Yeah, they yeah, had yeah, squishy yeah. sound effects. It That's was why the like, Akita thing again. Yeah, I was like, is it maybe just like his stomach? And he, but then he spawns eyes on it. I don't know. It's just cool. It's just cool. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna look into that too much. Uh, Byakia just roasts them immediately with a Sinban Zakra, and Asnot is basically he's impressed. He's like, damn boy. He's like, he thinks Byakia had already gone around and surrounded the area with his Sinban Zakra, and he's like, man, I really wish I got to keep that Bankai. That is a useful yeah. fucking Bankai. And that's when Byakia's like, well, actually, you know, this is just Shikai. Like, just fucking Shikai. I do love that. And he's like, check this out. Shows yeah. him the hilt. Yeah. And he's like, thanks to being stolen by you, I was able to discover the true essence of Sinban Zakura. And he goes on this whole fucking poetry tangent. I'm going to try and, and I don't even know. He says, Bonds are like a something bullshit painting where one must take a step back to discover its true form. Hey, thanks God. It's not like one of those magic eye paintings. Have you guys looked at the magic <laughs> yeah, eye things where you have to like, make about. your eyes cross-eyed yep. to see it? Dude, I cannot crazy. do those. I can't do them. It hurt. I love them. Can you do them? Yeah. Dude, I have tried because, you know, if you're new to the channel, I used to work at Barnes & Noble many, many, many years. So we used to get those coming in all the time. I would waste so much goddamn time. just staring at it? Just staring at this book. Like, I don't (laughs) get it, man. And then uh, there's a different thing for every person where it's like, oh, you got to get really close. You got to get really close and then pull slowly back. Oh, you need to be like back and cross your eyes. Like, it never fucking works. You guys, I'm, I'm convinced everybody's in on it. It's just a joke. Yeah, it's just one big joke that somebody started. And all to get Sam. This joke started by me to fuck with you before <laughs> I knew you existed. Yeah, it just somebody had the great idea of the biggest in joke in the world, and nobody wants to be out of the in joke. And they're like, "Yeah, I can see yeah, it. I, I see, can it, see dude. it." I'm sitting there like, "I don't fucking see it. I don't get it. I have no <laughs> fucking idea." Anyways, Biakia was able to get it, so he figured it out, and now he has his true form of Zanpakuto. And Asnot here begins to fucking rip himself up some more, tears up his middle part, starts saying how he's never gonna kill Biakia. He's gonna keep him alive. Fuck with him the whole time. And he starts to just completely deform and kind of grow. And Byakia is now talking to Rukia at this point. And he's like, hey, yeah, I could sense your spiritual pressure even as I was coming down here. And he says, you've become strong, Rukia. Rukia gets all teary-eyed, has a flashback of the OG times where uh, Byakia was about to sentence her to her death. Like in the first arc, because that's a fond memory right there. And Byakia says that fear feeds off the insecurity in one's heart. Do you have fear, Rukia? And Rukia goes, no. And this is where we get the end song beginning to play, which I wish it was something else, but it was still good. I still enjoyed it. Asnot says, time to end this, Byakia Kuchiki, which uh, Byakia pulls a classic Dragon Ball Z here. And Byakia turns away and goes, nah, I'm not going to be the one putting you in your grave. Yes, I Just starts to walk away. He taps Gohan on the shoulder and walks off. 
And then Byaki says, take a good look, Rukia. It's not your fear reflecting him if there's no fear in your heart and what you're seeing is his own fright. And that's where we get Bankai, Hawkeye no Togame, or I don't fucking know if I type that. Uh, and ice shoots to the sky, starts spreading all over towards where fucking Asnot is. And we get the flashback. Asnot's back in the hospital saying how he's scared. He's questioning if he's going to die. And we see his literal metaphorical letter F begin to freeze Yo, that's how goddamn cold it is she's freezing the in-between scene and slowly starts <laughs> beginning to crack it's like asnot's having a meltdown then he's gonna die and it breaks into little flakes and we see that asnot's huge ass form is completely frozen falling apart crumbling and rookie is standing there looking fucking beautiful in her new bankai okay i was gonna say she's gorgeous yeah. especially the close-up of eyes the well, eyelashes her, her outfit which i guess i didn't quite put together is like made of ice like yeah, it's the ice. whole thing like is the ice. whole outfit is yep. ice and i'm like damn that is fucking cool and then when biakia pops up and grabs her hand that's like on her zombie toe and it freezes him a little bit i was like oh yeah like, it's like Byakia. oh he's such a good big brother and Byakia's just like, besides slowly, trying to sentence her to death. well yeah we, we look over that one you know and biakia tells her just undo it slowly and that was a magnificent bank bankai uh, but it's also a difficult bankai and the tiniest of missteps will cost you your life so she has to be very cautious when using it and rukia begins slowly defrosting herself and biakia starts to walk Away and says, Let's go, Rukia. Let's protect the Soul Society. I thought that was so badass. They're going to go pick up Renji wherever full the circle, hell he is. Full circle. And when this is when we get the end credit scene, which is immediately because we're already in the credits as this whole thing's happening, we see Isane and Yachiru, where Isane's getting a lot of little scenes, a lot of little scenes here and there. Right, these? They knew I'd be watching. Yeah, they know what the people want. What the people want is Isane, apparently. Yep. So two eyes appear from the shadows behind them, and a creepy old, like, man. Stern Ritter pops out and gets on Isane's back. And now Shiru immediately, well, Mr. Beast jumps out to punch I him right in the fucking cheek. Just walks up and yeah. just socks him in the face. And so, but he disappears all of a sudden. Now Shiru is like, that's weird. It felt like I hit him, but then all of a sudden she can't remember what she was even trying to hit. And we see Yachiru get fucking slugged upside the cheek with nothing being there. And there's a voice that says his presence will completely disappear from your sight and mind. And then we have a poem on the end, which I assume is Grimmy telling the poem. And like he. It. He says that beauty means that there is nothing there. And that is it. That is the end of the episode. Um, this fight so far to me felt the most accurate to the old school Bleach fights. Where yep. I think there was a lot of back and forth and dialogue. Which is what I remember from old school Bleach. You know, like you get like a quick little few jabs back and forth. And then immediately goes to, here's my power. Here's why your power doesn't work. Well, my power does this. Here's why this doesn't work. And then they go again. Then we get into the yeah. philosophy of the whole yeah. thing. That was classic Bleach to me. This Rukia fight was the closest thing I think we've gotten to OG Bleach. And I think all the visuals, everything to do with Asnot this episode was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they went out of their way to make it look creepy. They they knocked, they really did knock it out of the park. I don't know who was, I would hope to believe maybe they had like, they fucking overlooked Asnot. Even his full standing with the purple, like little yeah. spiky circles behind him was cool really really cool they did a great job with him his voice was good his like little flashes on the screen and stuff were really good they made him spooky they they really did and normally i'm the guy that i prefer the manga this was made superior by the anime it's just straight up better yeah yeah and i saw I can, I can see a, that. a lot of stuff where it's like they did some cuts they did some changes i did not see normally i see a lot of discourse like oh why'd they cut this why'd they do that and that's where i kind of learned about some of the stuff happening not a single person was upset by it yeah i think generally everybody loved this episode the the only thing that was a major difference as Knott's flashback was at the end of the fight after he was already defeated oh so he got like the espada effect yeah yeah so he had the espada effect you're right Okay, well, I liked how they did it much more. I feel like it really kind of set up this little character, and, like, you see where he began, where he got the powers. Then you see his fears at the end. He doesn't want to die. You know, it's like he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Although I do think um, I saw someone saying that the one difference also in the dialogue of Asnot was he was very afraid of going to hell. That was part of his fear. He wasn't sure where he was going to go, and that's part of why he was like, fuck. Maybe Hellverse? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in my notes. There is some stuff I have for that. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Because, yeah, that I know is one of the things for sure that people are like, yeah, that's the only thing where it's like little hand hand nudge up where he was super scared of that. But I don't think we've heard anything. Obviously, we've only ever got one chapter. And we talk about the hell arc all the fucking time. We've not got any official confirmation. Like, do the Quincy's go to fucking hell? Like, are, are the Sterners going there? Are they just dissolved back into Yuha? Oh, imagine, imagine like fucking Hellverse zombie asking. 
Yeah. Yeah. I have to assume that they dissolve back into Yuha. I have. Yeah, yeah. He takes. Put he takes him back into his body, right? Because otherwise, you hawk an infinite money glitch. Yep. Just go get them out of hell, redo over and over again, and then he's chilling. And but and now you haws in a big crystal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, he can't do it at the end of the series, but in a, in another world, he could infinite money glitch his powers. GTA this shit. Yeah, he put in the cheat code, called a good game. I saw my notes for it. I felt like it went pretty quick. It was pretty good, but. Fire ass episode. Um, the only thing I do also want to note, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I love the parallel regardless. Episode six is what we're on core two. Episode six and core one, Yama Bankai. Episode oh, six and core two, I didn't two, even realize that. Rukia Bankai. So fire and, fire ice, and baby. ice, fire and ice, so, which I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I love it. I'd like to think it was just serendipity. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. It just worked out that well. And I'm if I was working on the show, I'd be like, yeah, we did that. We did that. We, we did that on purpose. We, we totally we'll, made that. We'll up. collect that award yeah. later. Because how you cannot set that up better, where you get the fucking badass fire zombie and the badass ice zombie dude, amazing. Both incredible episodes. These have been some really good episodes lately. Yeah, the oh, last so two good. in particular have been very, very good. And then we're going to the Kenpachi fight coming up. Oh, uh, we'll probably see Yachiru like. I mean, and listen, her. let's have a group. Let's have a group talk here. Are we ready yep. to say goodbye to Yachiru forever? No, because right, she's amazing. I thought she's hilarious. I was just gonna say it was so we didn't see her last season except moaning over Kenpachi. I missed her being funny. Yeah, yep. yeah, and this is one of the last times we're gonna see her forever, guys. The chairwoman of the Women's Association in gone. Assault, in, <laughs> gone, gone. Yeah, she's yep. gonna be gone. Yep, dissolved. <laughs> Who's taken over and now can't handle that shit? No, we we need that free spirit sort of spot. It's got to be a newbie, maybe somebody and, newly introduced. And Udohana's the one that started it, mm-hmm. so she's gone too. Dissolve oh, it, dissolve it from the there. ground up. Dissolve it from the ground up. It's gonna be Rangiku. It's gonna be it's gonna be drunks and uh, Lisa's hentai all over the place. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. god, that'd be the worst. All right, pass it to your notes. Anything we missed? Anything you want to expand on, Pythes? I, uh, let's see. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. My first thing I wrote down was my prediction that we wouldn't see Ichigo for three more episodes was fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. They, I thought for sure his coming down was gonna be the end credit scene. I would have bet so much money. That's on what that. I was going on. No, no, or right in the beginning, on. right in the fucking the, beginning. Uh, so the opening scene that in the manga that happens right before the Bambi fight. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's way earlier way or some stuff has moved around i think it's working a lot better hey uh, I, I gotta say that's no better reason to mess with stuff than to fix pacing issues yeah, that's There's, good yeah. directing that's that's one of the things that they have going for it that the whole thing is done where they're like okay well listen we literally have the fucking blueprints right here how would we improve that go for it in the manga it just felt like a boss rush like this guy this guy this guy now they're spreading it out they're switching it around it's really good yeah they were kind of making a classic story build up here which is good really really good and i guess to skip ahead a little bit the execution that we witnessed that happens after the bambi fight jeez that's been dead so the conversation that all the squad zero have about how ichigo is different ichibe does expand on what he means he says he's not stronger in the normal way, he's stronger in both body but in spirit as well. And then and that's what makes him a true soul reaper. Mm, okay, interesting. So, I mean, by that, I mean, testament, let's say, is Biakia also a true soul reaper now? Because I feel like that was his only flaw, right? Was that he his will, and let's just say testament again, was not very strong. We'll have the Biakia TED talk later. Okay. Okay, okay. I have a lot to say about him. He's the best character in Bleach. Okay, I wouldn't go that far, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So during the execution, which happens, remember, right after the Bambi fight, holy fuck, they've been dead. Uh, Yuha was there, and Uriya was not. Interesting. What are they cooking in the kitchen with that? That is interesting. Yeah, so like, uh, Yuha hadn't gone to sleep yet. Uriya was off doing God knows what. So it's, It's interesting. So they shortened the execution a lot. Uh, I just think that the reason why they're bringing Udu into that, like the execution, is probably just to give him more of a, a pivotal role into it and let him see, like, what's going on, like, here's the things are going, where before he's MIA. And it's like, well, what the fuck was Udu doing? Why the fuck does Udu care? But now he's seeing yeah, it first. We don't see him for a long time in the manga, right? Yeah, you, you see him 
uh, in the after credit scene that was in the manga. And then I don't remember seeing him again for quite a while. Yeah, so this is just because, you know, this is his big arc, right? So Uryu needs to be more involved. So I think that's good, especially because he's literally, like Jugram says in that scene, he is the successor, you know? Why not just take out Yuha and replace him with Uryu, you know? We'll find out. Uh, so the execution got shortened by a little bit uh, in it uh, since Yuha's there. BG9 is begging for his and Kangdu's life saying that they were defeated, but they were revived by the Volsterndick and that they can still fight. Which is good points. Ugrim gives the whole speech about fortune and balance. And uh, he tries to he tries to cut Kangdu, and Kangdu does the whole iron thing. But Kangdu actually talks a little bit of shit first. He says, huh. did you forget my ability? It's not difficult for me to stop your blade. Try and cut me. I won't be killed by anyone other than his majesty. Ooh. And then it continues as normal. Oh, uh-huh. and yeah, then he gets his head fucking chopped. Yeah, it didn't out. work that well for him. By the way, holy shit, the bloody stump of his head. Yeah, yeah. I know. I like the little detail that BG9 bleeds oil. Yeah, it's all black. I, I went back to look at that just to check. So they, there was a scene like right after this where they explain Yuha's birth. And, the, and then after that is when you get the scene where Yugram's like, I'm going to tell Uryu about Yuha. And then there's a different flashback to Yuha's youth. See, that's why I think they're saving it for some mega drops of info. They might do, I mean, if they did the Bankai releases like Yamamoto's and Rukia's at the same time, and then we got everything but the rain in the last, like, two episodes of the season, we could get that for Yuha. True. Interesting. I like that. They're saving it for later. Uh, So when we cut to Rukia, they had skipped a scene where Rukia and Renji are like, flying down to soul society and talking about what to do after they land and rookie is like we're not going to cause too much trouble so after we fight someone we should lay low smart smart yeah true and then after that it Rinji had been taking a nap after the after the fight mm-hmm. and he wakes up and it's dawn now so in the so manga, he slept through a, a good bit of it well in the manga it's just now daytime ah gotcha and he was being observed by that by a fucking weird Quincy you will not remember, so I'm just not going to bother talking about him. Good to know. Yeah, and that's about it. They cut that out. They'll probably move that somewhere else. Oh, yeah, the visuals in pretty much all of Asnot's speech about fear is anime only and is amazing. Interesting. Okay, okay. I like it. Yeah, I mean, hey, like I said, they pro- they, I feel like they took a lot of care in Asnot, and they were like, yeah, we're going to make this fucking cool as hell, and they did it. Even the sound that he made when he was walking on that weird water shit when he was first introduced was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. They put a lot of care into him. That's why I'm saying they did a good job. They, 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 he really felt like a problem. And I, I, I decided, fuck it, I want to know. So I went to, the, uh, I went to the conversion between Celsius and Fahrenheit. So, 18, so minus 18 Celsius is a 0.04 Fahrenheit. Damn. Jesus Christ, okay. dude. Minus 50 is minus 58 Fahrenheit. Love that. And minus uh, 273.15 is minus, let's see, uh, 459.67 Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah that, that would freeze That would freeze me. That would yeah, freeze me. Yep. Yeah, fuck, I don't, fuck, fuck that, man. It'll I'm be flash frozen. Man, Ruka's power is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's got a great power. Uh, so in the in the manga, there's just there's just a Bible on Asnot's bedside, which is why I think his thoughts are turning to heaven and hell. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I, that makes sense. A bit and more also, obvious at that point. Like we're just gonna put yeah. a Bible on his fucking bookshelf. Yep. Thank you. I don't know why they cut that out. So it's it's weird, but they they just they cut that out, I guess. Uh, and reminds me of my favorite part of Can't Fear Your Own World, which is the welcoming committee. Of the people that tell you your religion is wrong when you show up in self-society. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. But, I mean, maybe that's why they cut it out. Where I, I feel like a lot of this stuff, it just comes down to where it's like, is it relevant? Do we need no. to draw a book there? It's like, no. Nah. nah. No, you no don't. No sense in wasting, you know, mm-hmm. like 30 seconds of like, someone. Would we be better off using it for a cool fight or a Bible on the book on the book stand? Like, no, nah, nah, thank you. A Bible uh, spelled wrong. Kubo spelled the word Bible wrong. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Uh, and at, they they cut out a single line when Asnot's talking about how he fears Yuha rebuking him. 
mm-hmm. because that would mean having his entire body taken away. And as someone who was like a paraplegic in a bed, you can see where that fear comes from. Got it. Okay, it makes sense. It kind of sucks for Asna thinking that he was started off as that paraplegic in a bed and then he walks around looking the way he does. Like That's not an attractive look. You didn't make out well with that. Like Candace, Bambi, some of the other guys, they look normal. And what yeah. happened? To- I'd say, you know, Candace is a little. Yeah. <laughs> what he happened to him? Move. He got to move. True. He got yeah. Fallen, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He yeah, he got fucked over in that exchange. Uh, so Tartar for us, or how the fuck you say it, is fear of God. Oh, oh. cool. Okay, that's. A I great thought it was like a play on Tartaros or something like that. Eh, maybe Tartarus has something to do with fear. I'm not familiar. Maybe with it was the, a play on Tata for now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tigger coming in here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Tigger's the real A, the Almighty. Yeah. I, none of you are going to get this, but Asnot looks like an Akuma from D Gray Man. I tried to watch D Gray Man really quick. I just spoke about this the other day, actually. Uh, that shit was boring. Uh, watch the watch. Sorry, read the manga. The anime's trash. Okay, maybe that was my problem. I tried to watch the anime. Also, the art sucks until like volume six. So good luck with that shit. Well, volume six, in the grand scheme of things, I don't feel is that long of a time to get to. But uh, yeah, that's sure. that's crazy. I mean, I think Bleach looked the same from Volume 1 to 6. It doesn't change until Soul Society, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The character design doesn't change. So it could be worse. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to all my FromSoft fans. Uh, f- fucking Asnot's weird eye shit was like Bloodborne. Eyes on the inside. Uh, here, let me uh, be a uh, someone on the internet really quick. Yeah. Uh, the Bleach Thousand Bloodborne arc was done before Bloodborne, Pythes. So... <laughs> Oh yeah, so so Miyazaki and his Eldritch bullshit was like, as not though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As not would make a fucking awesome Bloodborne boss. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, so I wrote, oh my god, Miyakia has to fight a guy with crazy eye powers again. <laughs> yup. Yeah. Hey, you best be speaking to Zamari in the afterlife because they both got roasted. Is all I could say. What? Shouldn't we had to fight the gun guy again? <laughs> True, you know, what the fuck? Kubo, mix it up. Split up the enemies. What the hell? I just think that's really fucking funny. You pass it along. Uh, so one of the this scene hit so hard was Biakia telling Rukia that she's become strong. Yeah, yep, they did a good job. It was really nice. It was a nice touching moment. And that gave her the uh, the ability to break through her fear and, be, and use Bankai because she's been recognized by her brother. Big brother, Biakia. I love you, Best big brother. Kid. He's, he's so good. Hakano no Togame is white haze punishment. And Biaki is saying, let's go protect Soul Society is so big. It's him recognizing her as an equal and going, let's, fi- let's fight side by side to save this instead of, I will protect you. Yeah, that's true. And it also goes full circle to when he was asking Ichigo to protect the Soul Society, but now he's like, no, fuck Now it. we let's, can do it let's, too let's with get our it. own power. Let's get it done. It's, it's good. And that's the end of my notes. Okay, yeah. Nice. Uh, fire episode. So and then we get the Grimmy fight coming up, which is going to be pure action all the way across the board. It's going to be crazy. We also have the Achiru fight before that. Yeah, I don't remember much about that I fight. I feel like that's going to be super quick, though. It's going like, to be short. Yeah. It's going to be very short, but I'm going to be hyped for it. Yeah, I mean, the coolest part of that is when Kabashi finally shows up, dog. That's just yeah. going to be gangster, gangster. It's going to be really, are, really good. We are blowing through these episodes. This was episode six, right? Yeah, yeah, which that means we're about at the halfway point because I think, if I recall correctly, 13. the final episode is going to be the same thing like they did last year where it's like a mega episode, you know. So uh, we're, we're, we zoom in. We zoom in real real fast. So my prediction of the last thing that happens is Ichigo comes down and saves Kenpachi is probably wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because this is either going to take an episode or an episode and a half, maybe two, and then we'll be at, what, eight? From what I've seen from people talking about leaks, I've been trying to avoid leaks. I don't know where these people get the fucking leaks for Bleach from. It just, it amazes it's me. It's all over time. Twitter. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid them a lot, but it seems to me like it's been all but confirmed the Kenpachi fight is going to be one episode. Like, with oh, Remy. shit. It's not going to be a multi episode sort of deal. So, who knows where the fuck we're going to end in this one? And I've seen some more interviews and stuff that have been going around from Marita san and some of the people that are working on the anime. Um, they're already working on Core 3. Um, they're already doing the writing and stuff like that. Apparently, which is what they said. So, I mean, you feel free to weigh on in this. So, I feel like for Core 2, before it even began, 
they gave us the same thing where it's like, yo, Core 2 is going to have all kinds of new scenes. Like, all kinds. There were a bunch, but I feel like none of them were very long. You know, they, lot, most of them were in credit stuff. In credits and, like, logistical, here, this character's doing this thing. Yeah, this just l- a little, uh, like, covering of tracks. Yeah, so I didn't think anything was too crazy. Obviously, the Shinji Bankai one kind of is lessened because we saw it in the trailer, but that is a big scene that they added that is giant. Um they're doing the same thing with season three is what they're saying where they're already pumping up. We're doing all kinds of original stuff, all kinds. But now I feel like my excitement for that is lessened because they did that same thing for core two where they were like, yo core two, you're going to start seeing all the new stuff. It's going to be fucking great. I'm like, yeah, awesome. And then now core three is like new stuff, new stuff, new like, stuff. All right. I mean, sure. I'm down for new stuff. I'm not going to say no to it, but I'm not nearly as excited hearing about it. Although I do have to say, we're only halfway through the season. True. There's still there's still more time. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. They could give us some random stuff in there. I the biggest thing that I think they could do, which my memory might be betraying me here, I would love some sort of closure on Yachiru. Please. I agree. Uh, like, we never got to say goodbye to her. Nothing. We don't, we don't even know if Kampachi finds out. We have no fucking idea. So we do. We do know. We do. We'll get when? there. When he uses Bonkai. Spoilers. And he figures out that Yachiru is in there? It's, his, it's her voice, right? It's her voice telling him to use Bonkai. Okay. Because I feel like I remember from my memory that Kenny, Kenpachi, the fight ends, and he's like, where's Yachiru? Yeah, I thought he does ask for her. Yeah, he, he does, and then he uses Bonkai way later, so he has some time to figure it out. Okay. 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 So I'm just misremembering the timing of things. Yeah, I thought for sure he's just still like, man, where the fuck did Yachiru go? Like, sure, wish I knew where she went. Damn, he lost um, Yachiru Nahana, and now he's gonna use his or lose his uh, Yachiru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a bad I time. I don't know if he's the kind of guy to talk to his Zanpakuto. He will now. So I'm like, is he the, is he sitting there like with his sword having conversations with Yachiru, or is this just the last he's gonna see it forever? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great point because now that he can use Bankai, right? It doesn't necessarily mean he's still going to have that conversation because he's still Kenpachi in the day, you know? He's not going to sit down and have that conversation with Zanpakuto. The only time he ever tried to talk to it is after Ichigo beat his ass and then Zanpakuto <laughs> fought back. Yep. Yeah, so he's probably still scarred from that day. Fuck you, Zanpakuto. I'm not going to speak to you anymore. I hope it's like, you know, you remember Misty and Psyduck where yeah. Yachiru yeah. Tur- just pops up whenever she wants? Yep. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. No yeah. joke. Yeah. That would be cool if he's able to see Yachiru still. Who do you think Kenpachi is going to put as his lieutenant? Do we know that? Uh, it, it was Ikaku. It was Good. Ikaku? He, okay. No, come on. Why? How could it be Ikaku when he's – I thought he moved to do his own training, swords training school in the Hellark. He, you can do both. Okay. I thought he was some retired old boomer that just left somewhere else. <laughs> no. He has the badge. Yeah, but that- I mean, come on. It isn't Ikaku – not to diss my bald brethren here, but isn't Ikaku's bonkai just like permanently broken? It's broken, but not unusable. Yeah, like, come on. I mean, on. he uses it coming up soon, doesn't he? Does it? I don't remember that. I don't remember. I just, maybe it was a fever dream. Watch it never but, be in the manga, and Jose just willed that scene into existence in the, in the upcoming season. That, I mean, Jose's, I hope so. That I mean, I've done it with Grim Joe. That's Jose's Bonkai. Yeah, he's, he's the, it's, it's the green, Oh, my God, it's like the Green Lantern. Grimmy Light yeah. of Bleach. Yeah, Sam has mustard gas. <laughs> Jose, Jose wills cool shit into existence. There you go. There you go. Yeah, because I, I don't remember Ikaku using it. I don't know. Here, But here's the limitation. It can only be cool shit. If you want bad stuff to happen to a character, it won't work. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Yeah, it's literally the rule of cool. That's the only thing that Jose can do. Literally. That's a pretty cool Bankai, I'm just saying. Yeah. Will uh, Nemu to come back but with a badass outfit? Uh, <laughs> you, guys, well, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it'll we get there got, eventually. Don't, don't worry, dog. <laughs> I can't handle next happen. season. Yeah, is ugh. that is that gonna be next season? Or is that gonna be way later? I think it might be fourth season. That, that's gonna be oh man, it's a long way off. Yeah, I if they if you guys could put any scene, you guys get Kubo comes to you, Marita comes to you is like Pythes, Jose. We love you both. You can pick one scene to add of your choosing. To season three or four, whatever, whatever you want. What do you, what are you adding? What are you altering? Jose, go first because I already have my answer. I mean, if I'm altering something, Nemu shouldn't die. Okay, so I you're adding it. a scene of Nemu, Nemu not dying. Yeah, because it, it's a touching thing between her and Mayuri. 
Okay. Beautiful. Uh, well, I'm, I, I would erase that scene, but <laughs> okay. uh, I'm gonna. And this is hardcore spoilers for a certain character's death. Um, I want a scene where someone we get to see Ukitake dead and be mourned because he okay. he sacrifices yeah. his he... life, and then we don't see that ever, see him ever again, and no one reacts to it because they're busy with shit. I now, want him. He needs to die, and people be like, "Oh fuck," and be sad for an episode. Would you like? I, I don't think they can do it this late in the game. But would you like if they added the scene basically from the Hell Arc where they're explaining what happens to a Soul Reaper when yes. they die that are that like that powerful? Maybe, but I feel like it takes away from like the moment. Yes, that shit yeah. we don't need. We don't need to know that until the Hell Arc. Okay, I know. Like also, I I know after fighting Askin in the big blow up bubble, Nell goes and she's like, "Oh, I can only carry like what two people." Yeah, yeah, it would be nice to see that, like her do something pretty badass. Okay, so yeah. more Nell, ne- more Nell scenes would be more Nell one. and more, more uh, Grimjo, of and, course. Until, until can't figure your own world, we didn't even have confirmation that some of those characters survived. Yeah, she's so just I like, mean, yeah, I'll get them out. Anybody that's it. in that confrontation with Askin, more scenes from any of them. Yeah, <laughs> just any point. of them. They're all amazing. Yeah, they they all kind of that. That's what was in the peak of Kubo trying to end this manga as quick as possible. Yeah. Now, would any of you want to add Aizen's Bankai? Dude, if you could, yes, one hundred percent. Pythes, I would say no. You'd still keep it a secret. Now, let me. I don't want to dogpile here, but I too would say no. I don't think it's needed. I don't it's think it's needed, me- but I just want to know what it is. I would like a thing where Aizen or someone, maybe Shunsui, because he would know, knows what the fuck it does. But even then, he could be like, yeah, but Aizen lied about a Shikai, so we don't really know. That's what I yeah. was thinking. I was thinking if it was a day line one, like that would be- even when he was signing up to be like a captain, he lied about it. You know, he didn't and, show them what the real thing was. And like well, he this- showed him his Shikai, right? And it's... Well, yeah, the Shikai, but then also I think he said with his Bankai, which he explains the Unohana in the very first season, is that he's like, oh, I reflect images off of mist. That was how oh, I was Oh, you're right. That's how he explained it, yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah, I just I use, I just use that to get all of you to look at the blade so I could hypnotize yeah. you. Yeah. And I, he, this Aizen isn't even as strong as he should be because when Shunsui releases him, he's like, yeah, I was allowed to open like an arm and like this eye. It's like, it's like an, a wrist, the eye, and like an ankle or something. Yeah, so like Aizen is still like being held back. So yeah, I think, and I, think like, I think whatever you can imagine for Aizen's Bankai, it will just never be as cool as what he already is. You know, it, I feel like you're only risking lessening it. And I, I, the only way I could see it being something really cool, let's say like Bleach's, I don't know, fucking thirtieth anniversary comes around, and like, hey, we're putting out a special data book. It's gonna have what everybody's Bankai is, including Aizen. I don't want to see it. I'll read about it if you want to. Like, hey, back in the day, this is Aizen's actual Bankai. I don't want it to be in the anime. I don't want it to affect his character at all. I think how he is right now with how powerful he is, like you were saying, Pythes, is perfect. He That is a cool fucking character. I just pictured the Homelander thing. Perfect. <laughs> Down to the last minute detail. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. I think it's, it's also something like it's better if you don't know. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. You got to leave some mystery. It would be nice to know, but the mystery makes it more appealing. Yeah, yeah. Considering it, that it's it's both like hypnotism based, I love that it was kind of a mirror of Shinji's, where it's a bonkai that's useless in battle. True. 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 Yeah. But that's why I'm saying, like, I I don't want that. I don't want that. Like, I don't want to know that. I don't. I'm not anxious. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, the reason why I never use my bonkai because it was shit. Then it's like, oh, so you're just a fucking loser. Like, come on. Like, I, I don't. I don't want to know that. I. It would to me, it would almost be kind of cool if his bankai was super fucking powerful, and he was like, "I was willing to give that up for the Hogyoku. Like, yeah, I tossed that fucking power aside for that." And it's like, okay. "Oh, okay, okay." Considering his sword fused with him, there is there's not like a zero percent chance that he did just give up his bankai. True. Yeah, I I do agree with that. There there is some world where potentially he can, you know, like of course I still have my fucking powers. I just fuse my sword. Are you guys stupid? Like you know, yeah. it's like Ichigo and uh, Mugetsu, right? Yeah, oh, that was that shit was cool. Yeah, and it's like we'll never really know because I mean that'll be fucking ages before we find that. And then Aizen had to be unsealed for us to see that ever happening. You know, like that. Oh my god, that'll be, be way 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 out of the future. That'll be like fucking. Boruto bleach version, you know, like way out in there when someone has to go to Aizen to train him. Like, 
you know, that's going to be way but down the fucking line. And the, I'm asking a little question of you guys because I genuinely forget and don't remember. Do we ever find out what Ukitake Shikai, not uh, Bankai is? No, I don't think they mention it. I, I don't, don't think so either. I don't think so. Because what? His Shikai absorbs something through one of the swords and then and you sh- you shoot channels, it back out. Yeah. And he has two of them because he's got like the, the arm of the Soul Kings. That's why he has two swords. Yeah, I don't know. Because I was just thinking, like, when we were looking at the Beyond Bonkai thing and Bre- Bleach Brave Souls, I was like, that's just a Shikai. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We that's never literally what they based it off of. So, yeah. so I, that'd be a cool scene. Ukitake having a fight. That would be cool, but I also could see that as being something that Kubo is saving for the Hell Arc, where to basically reveal what his Bankai is, especially since he's some warden of Hell at that mm-hmm. point. Maybe his um, Bankai has something to do with those weird fish that. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not, that makes it's a some lot of sort sense. of philosophical fish bullshit that he probably has some sort it's of power the, related it's the to. Yin and Yang with it all. Yeah, some sort of Avatar Moon fish thing. You know, it, it, it's, it's the rights be... and the wrongs and how they balance each other out. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, but... he, but it's un it's but it's unbalanced because the other half with the Soul King, the Soul King is gone now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he's just spiraling. You know, it's a it's a whole thing. Kubo will get to it. We're on the internet. He knows what what he's yeah. got. He's got it like written down somewhere. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you my, my one thing I would love from the Hell Arc is for it to be just like you go down there and it's not zombies or anything. They're just chilling. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, it's just you, normal people, but they're just there. Uh, there's a threat in hell each ago you gotta go and he goes in there and he's ready to fight and he goes through a door and Utake's just like sipping tea like hey, hey man what's up <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to meet your son yeah that'd be cool I dig that but it, there's gonna be some sort of fucking conflict but I still would dig that maybe they do like the seven layers of hell and one of them is like they're just yeah. vibing it's just a hot spring you know they're uh, just having a good time the seven layers of hell are the new Espada Stern Ritters yeah 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 oh, it dude. could be cool you, you get some, hey, what's up? I'm gluttony. Oh, yeah. my God. Just get full metal alchemist all over again. He's gluttony, and he's a, and he's a former Quincy, and he eats all of your reishi. Hey, do Zanpak Toe get transferred? Like, can, let's say Rukia dies. Mm-hmm. Can someone then forge her exact Sode no Shiryuki? I mean, doesn't that happen with Nanao passing down the sword? Yeah. I don't know. It, and uh, the the that motherfucker uh, Tokinata from Bleach uh, from Can't Feel Your Own World, uh, that dude Zanpakuto is passed down from the family. But I mean, how does that work? What is the logistics on that? Because I know that's kind of thing happens with Tozen also. So when somebody dies, does their sword crack and go with them? Is the sword still intact and anybody could pick it up and then try to use it? What is it? Because Kimpachi does that also, but his was done to the kind of like a a base form. Whatever yeah, the fuck it's called. Kimpachi got an Asauchi, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, I think the Zanpakuto stays as it is. And then it can choose whether or not to obey somebody. So let's go back to Yama again. Like we're talking about Yuha still has his fucking Bankai. If Yama's sword was just vibing there, could someone have potentially tried to take up the mantle of Yama's Bankai and his his powers, Zanpakuto? Probably, but I don't think anybody was strong enough for that. Yeah, they would be incinerated trying to use it. Because if you pick it up, you still from. I think I saw a question on Club Outside where they were talking about if you know, let's say Tozen, I think is what they're referencing. When you pick up a Asauchi or somebody else's Samakto, does it fuse with your power? Do you override it? I think somebody asked that question, and he said it could be a mixture of both. It could be. It depends on the depends on the user. You could mix a little bit of your power in there, and now it's something different. You could be able to use it. It could be nothing. Yeah, because when Tosin picks it up, it's already formed. It's already in its Shikai shape. I don't know if uh, What's-Her-Name had achieved Vankai yet. Uh-huh. Probably not. But uh, it's, it seems like it's a mixture of both because she was described as very gentle, which is why it's Shikai is it knocks you out. And then his mm-hmm. Vankai is I cut off all your senses and make you blind like me. Ah, so he changed it later on. I don't know if he changed it intentionally or if it was just he chose to use this sword and overrode it a little bit with his spiritual pressure. That would make sense. I could see that. So I don't know if this is like nitpicking too much or like digging into the lore where it's like who gives a fuck stop thinking about it. But like let's say Rukia dies and her Zanpakuto is chilling there. I dig it. I go to Tatooine and I throw it in the sand. Okay. <laughs> um, can then nobody ever get Sodi no Shiryuki again? I imagine if somebody found it, but... No, no, but I mean, like, it can never be that power will never transfer to another Zanpakuto. 
Well, I mean, the, the power of Tokinata Sword is the same as it has always been. So, it's... so if Tokinata, Rukia Sword, if Rukia's Zanpakuto, Sorene Shiryuki already exists in the world, I haven't destroyed it, I haven't done anything to it, yeah. nobody will ever be able to get that again. I don't think so. So, like, same thing, like, let's say I collect Yamas, I collect Hitsugayas, I bury them. Now there's the strongest of both those types are gone. I believe so. Okay, well, there we have it. There you go. There you and go. Here, little... Here's a real question. What happens to the Zanpakuto when you retire from being a Soul Reaper? True. That that's Well, that's a good question, too. Can they choose to go on, like, to be passed on? Can they, like, can you give them a tap on the shoulder? Kind of like uh, you send them on their way. It's like, hey, we're done. Sorry, dude. Yeah, what did Ginray do with his? I don't know. So, so here's the thing. Uh, that bitch Tokinata's was passed down because he was a member of the the four great noble houses, so they can just do that. Uh, it's been established with Omida's dad that when you stop being a soul reaper, you retire. You have to surrender your Zanpakuto, and what happens to it after that? I don't know. Whether they're just they send it to Owetsu. Maybe he sends it to Owetsu to retire and turn it back into an Asauchi. Maybe it's destroyed. I have no clue. I would have to imagine the cycle of rebirth being so important to all things Bleach. He probably does do some sort of like sending it back into the ether for somebody else to have a chance to grab that one. You know? Yeah, it makes sense. It's such a cool idea for a character. Like, imagine Yamamoto's Shikai goes back into the ether and some dude just like, hey, this Asauchi, it used to be owned by Yamamoto. Yeah, or like, what if like it could be any Asauchi and somebody's just like, yeah, so I'm just like putting my thing in here, and all of a sudden it's Yamas, and he's like, it's what like the cho- fuck? Like Yamas chose somebody. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hiroshi Maru, it's done that. It chose yeah. Hitsugaya. It was already around. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is the logistics on how the Zanpakuto works? Like, because I I wonder that too. Like, somebody let's say full on breaks their Zanpakuto, never can work again. Can they then go get an Asauchi? recreate it and summon the same one back to them? Can they summon a different power? If there's breaks, can they go to Holdy or would it always be the same? I don't know, because like if you're, you can't fix your Bonkai unless it's a Wetsu, but if shit breaks, you just heal it with your spiritual pressure. Yeah, so like, let's say I completely break it. Boom. Dust. Can't let's heal say, it anymore. Let's say it gets fucking evaporated by a spirit bomb. There you go. Evaporated by a spirit bomb. I go up to Oetsu. I'm like, hey, I need another Asuchi. And then he's like, Thumbs up. I get it. I'm just not gonna be able to get the same one again. I'm I'm good, or am I just banned from it forever? Uh, I I doubt he'd be willing to give you one because fuck you. You let one die. <laughs> yeah, but, that sounds about but, right. But let's say you do the funny pose, and he's like, "Hell yeah, yeah I'm into it." Do you think? Because people change. You can't be the same person you were when you made an Asuchi. Yeah. Then that... as you are now. Pythes from ten years ago was a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. So, do you get a different one at that point? Would it would it be like a more mature version of the same spirit? Would it be a new one, mm-hmm. or would it just not work? Are you are you locked to one? That's what That's, I'm wondering. Yeah. What are the logistics? What are the logistics in a Zanpakuto? I really need this question to be answered, Kubo. <laughs> Someone who has club outside access oh needs to ask I wish the question. We had it. Go tell them to explain the full history of like how a Zanpakuto works and what happens if I want another one. Kubo, come to my house <laughs> in the night, pet my dog, and explain mm. to me bleach lore. There you go. As a bedtime story, I'll lay in bed and you can sit right. <laughs> I'll be like the tuck me in, sir. Be like the Princess Bride. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there and you can come out and explain it to me. I'll ask questions like a dumbass little kid, and then you'd explain it. I'm just Lovely. saying that bleach live action movie would have been a million times better if it was just like some kid in bed with Kubo there reading him the story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bedtime uh, stories. So this- fucking funny. There's Mr. Kubo, that's not how the manga went. Shut up. <laughs> it is <laughs> now. Is so funny. That's a great idea for like just adapting something. That's really good. And they're like, why is the adaptation so different? Because I don't want to reread the same shit. I've been working yeah. on this for 20 years. It's like I'm adapting it for a kid. Like, come on. Fucking chill, dude. I can't like I, talk about the big murder. I added a little bit of spice to it is all. You know, that's, don't worry about it. Princess Bride, fucking great movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I love really, Princess really Bride. good, really, really good. All right, anything else you want to touch on for the episode? I feel like we covered most of it. Great episode. Looking forward to the Grimmy one next uh, week. Anybody else? Anything else from you guys? We don't have time, so we'll save our Biakia TED talk for later. 
Okay. Okay. There okay, we okay. go. We'll eventually have a grand Biakia TED Talk. I'm sure we're going to see him. I don't know if we'll see him again, but we'll see him. We'll see him. We'll somewhere. see him. Maybe not the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll see him eventually. He's got a three-piece fight coming up. Exactly. That's pretty fire, so. He shows up before then. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see Biaki again, and then we'll throw the TED Talk in there. Well, until then, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. If you guys have any thoughts about the episode, anything that we said incorrectly, probably correct in correcting Pythes because I know everything. So yep, 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 can't that's be true. Me. Uh, leave it in the comments. Tweet it at us. Tag us on Instagram. I'll tag Pythes if you want to shit on him. I'll give him a quick at sign. So um, <laughs> we will see you guys next week for another episode. We hope you guys are enjoying it. Thanks for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.